0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. Thank you for joining me. Wherever you are joining me, rate the show, comment, agree, disagree, but whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure that you like, make sure you subscribe. If you're joining me on Facebook, thank you. We always appreciate you. Make sure that you are liking the page and share it. Share it so that other people can, can join in. Make sure you check out all of the reels that I produce on on my um, Facebook page as well. We appreciate it. Obviously, you can find me on any social media at Gene Clemens. That's at G-E-N-E-C-L-E-M-O-N-S. I've got a bone to pick with with fans, and and more specifically with um, Philadelphia 76ers fans and with Giants fans. The first is 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 this: if you're a six if you're a Sixers fan, at what point do you stop blaming the coaches for everything? Like, I, I get it. Coaches are not perfect. They're not always going to make the decision that you want made. They're not always going to do things in the way that. They're not always want to do things in a way that make you happy. Help. They may not always do things in a way that makes that make their players happy. But at the end of the day, players play. I didn't mean to rhyme there, but I did. At the end of the day, players play. Coaches don't play. And what I see in the 76ers is an inability. Is an inability to consistently pull away, to consistently pull away when the game gets rough, when the game is close. I watch the game, by the way, Philly fans, so please don't hit me with the, you don't know, you don't watch them. I'm a basketball head, and I rarely sleep. There are times in the game where your players could do things to tilt things in favor. Your MVP, and I do believe that Joel Embiid is the MVP this year, although I think he's going to get robbed and they're going to give it to Jokic. Your MVP has stretches where we don't see him. Your fifty million dollar rental pro- r- rental property and James Harden has stretches where we don't see him, and in those stretches, I don't hear a one of you going, "Man, Joel and B's got to show up big right there." Man, James Harden's got to really show up big for us right there. You're giving them passes. Joel and B has been the most coddled. The most protected superstar big man I've ever seen in my life. He didn't play through anything at Kansas. He came to Philly. He got two free years to not play. He starts playing. They put a bunch of talent around him. They blame all the talent around him. No blame for no blame for Joel Embiid. Even though he was out of shape even though we could question whether or not he was really all in on basketball. Then he he, he, he supposedly makes these, these these changes. He's in better shape. He's doing better. But he still has these issues where he just kind of disappears from time to time. And you Philly fans just give him a pass. Philadelphia, the place that gives nobody a pass. You give him a pass. You get you get James Harden in. James Harden's first few games, he looks like James Harden. Phenomenal. But then after that, he starts looking like other James Harden. Right? Because there's two sides of James Harden. There's a James Harden that's the phenomenal basketball player. You you don't have an answer for him because he's just way too talented at his craft. And then there's the James Harden that you go, this dude don't love basketball. This dude's not ten toes, ten toes down. And in those moments, where is the criticism for James Harden? But Joel Embiid comes out and says, man, you know, they put me on the bench when Giannis was in the game. I wish they'd have kept me out there. And everybody jumps on the coach. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I like to, I like to let y'all know something. He does not guard Giannis. He does not guard Giannis. So him being out on the court as a rim protector, yes, that's good. But somebody still got to check Giannis. And at the end of the game, when the ball is in your hand, but damn, Giannis, I ain't throwing up no floaters. I ain't doing. I'm crashing. Because I'm going to the free throw line, or I'm, or I'm throwing my arm through the rim. Like, we. We we, we act as if the coach has the ability to go and shoot threes. We act as if the coach has the ability to dribble the ball, to shoot the ball, to lay it up, to dunk, to play defense, to play defense, but they don't. So at some point, you got to stop criticizing the coach, right? You can't blame every. I'm a Lakers fan. I'm not, I'm not out here blaming the coach for everything. I've already said my piece about the coach. It's not gonna change. At some point, you gotta start pointing the fingers back at the players. And I don't care what y'all say. I can't blame LeBron. What else is he supposed to do? I can't blame Westbrook for being who he is. Right? Like people want to blame Westbrook, but Westbrook's been Westbrook forever. You know what you got. Where are these other kids? Where are these other guys doing? What happened to What happened to T H T being the next dude? Hey man, we got something in this dude Tucker. Well, why is it that I barely ever see it in game in a game where LeBron James doesn't play? Shouldn't that guy go off? See what I'm saying? It's okay to blame players sometimes. It's okay to not put the blame on the coach all the time. I know that that's what people say the coach is supposed to do. Well, the coach is supposed to take all the blame when you lose, get, get the players all the credit when you win. Yeah, that's bull. That's BS. I I put a I put I put a reel together yesterday off of a play um on a triple option where defense end comes screaming off edge and, and goes to the and goes to the zone comes screaming off edge doesn't touch the tackle doesn't 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 attack the, the mesh so that he could read whether or not the running back or the quarterback has the ball, he goes directly for quarterback. In a four-man front, by the way, and I've got coaches telling me, oh, well, he was supposed to attack the dive. In a 40 front? Oh, it was supposed to be an exchange between him and the linebacker. In a 40 front. Okay, well, if it's supposed to be an exchange between him and an inside linebacker, which there are only two of, and that inside linebacker is supposed to go from the A-gap all the way out to the C in the exchange, how is he supposed to do that with an offensive tackle running at his head? The answer is he can't. You think that's coaching? Or did that defensive end probably probably see a play before where he made a play doing that undisciplined thing he did where he doesn't get hands on and squeeze the guy down and read the mesh. Because because that's what happens. Players get, when I was a player, I was a smart basketball player. When I was a football player, I was a smart football player highly intelligent on the court, highly intelligent on the field, I still made dumb decisions. Imagine a coach having to take responsibility for me making a bad decision or a dumb decision on the field or on the court when I know better. What are we talking about here? At some point, Philadelphia, you're going to have to start looking at these players and holding them accountable and not doing the low-hanging fruit thing like with Ben Simmons where you just bring up the fact that he can't shoot because that's just who he is. There's no reason to complain about that. But you you can complain about defense. You can complain about people disappearing. You can complain about them not not doing what they're capable of doing. You can complain about effort. Because it takes no talent to have effort. So for me for me I look at it and say, "Okay, we we can we can be so we can be what we want to be we can be what we want to be we can be who we want to be and we can criticize fans right hey you got to be a better fan you got to to cheer on your team you got to support your team when they're not good the same way you support them when they're good we can criticize fans we can criticize coaches but we can't criticize players come on Giants fans. I I, I was just on the Locked On podcast with Patricia Trainer. Shout out to Patricia. Shout out to Giants Country. Um, Doing great things over there. Having fun. Writing. Talking about the Giants. And and, and I just said, hey, you know, what good does it do to trade Saquon Barkley? You're not going to find another what what are you going to get for for his for his number for his seven million that he's getting somewhere else better at this point? What running back are you finding in the draft that's going to be Saquon Barkley when healthy? And everybody's like Saquon's done. He got you got to move on from him. He doesn't. He he his cap number's too high. Seven and a half million dollars. Oh, the Giants are not going to be good anyway. Why? Where's the rule? I'm, I'm looking in the book. Where's the rule that says the Giants can't be good? Washington is meh. Philadelphia is ascending. The Cowboys are who they are. Will they be able to duplicate what they did last year? They just got rid of their best receiver. And they got rid of their their um One of, if not, their well, probably one of their best pass rushers. Not got rid of, but he, he left in free agency. The offensive line is old. They haven't really addressed bringing new life into it. So who's to say they won't be better? Who's to say they can't go worse from first first to first? For as awful as they were last year, if certain people play better, if Saquon Barkley's healthy, if Daniel Jones makes a few more plays, if we never have to see the backups in the, in the game, they might be a seven, eight win team last year. They might, but injuries happen. Things happen. People didn't play up to potential. So now we're just supposed to give away the 2022 season before it even starts. Before you even get to a draft, you're supposed to just give that season away. Hey, We're we're building for the future. That is what teams who are never going to be good say. Teams who are never going to be good say they're building for the future. In New York, as a Giants fan, you, above everybody else, should understand that when you can get hot, when you can get hot, You can make something happen. As Giants fans, you should understand that more than anybody else. Because the Giants, in both of the Super Bowl years that they had with Eli Manning, at no time, at no time, were those teams considered to be Super Bowl contenders. Neither time that they won a championship were people going, the Giants are the odds-on favorite to win. And we can see from what we do now that usually it's not the team that is the best that wins it. It's the team that gets hot at the right time. So why do we have to wait two years, three years, four years for for a team to be good? when the NFL is built on the ability to go from worst to first. Parity exists in the NFL more than any other sport. And yet you have teams out here and fan bases out here who wanna put plans in place to be good four years down the line. Ladies and gentlemen, the Chiefs didn't have to get horrible before they got good they had Alex Smith as they were decent not Super Bowl contenders they continued to add pieces they they drafted a quarterback when they had Alex Smith they drafted a quarterback when they had Alex Smith They put him on a bench for a year while Alex Smith still rocked. And then they said, you know what, Alex Smith? Thank you. Goodbye. And the rest is history. Why do you have to wait to be good? Why would you want your team to wait to be good? (laughs) Super Bowls aren't promised to anybody. Ask Tampa Bay. They were supposed to go back to back this year. They were supposed to go back to back. What happened? Injuries happen. Fatigue happens. Players not playing up to the potential or up to the level that they played the year before. That happens. And all of a sudden, you're at home. All of a sudden, you're at home. And your quarterback is retiring. And then he's unretiring. And then you're 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 resigning all of the old people that you already had resigned. and you think you're gonna make another run at it. You don't have to wait to be good. You shouldn't. There's no rule that says, hey man, you gotta suck for three to four years before you can be good. The Bengals didn't. The Bengals didn't have to suck for three to four years in order to be good. They didn't build anything. They drafted a quarterback, and then the next year, they drafted the quarterback's wide receiver. Boom, championship. It's that simple. Zach Taylor didn't take over a moribund franchise. Zach Taylor took over a team that had been competitive for years. And then he made them bad. And then they got lucky and drafted a guy who ended up being really good as a quarterback. And then went out and drafted his homeboy at wide receiver. This ain't brain surgery. You don't get better by getting rid of your good players. Hey, how about this Giants? This is so, Giants fans, this is a so self fulfilling prophecy. If you get rid of Saquon Barkley then you complain about the team not having talent. What, then what what are we saying? If you have talent on a team and you get rid of the talent because you're trying to rebuild, then you complain about the team not having talent. What are we doing? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, the team doesn't have talent. You told us to get the talent out of here to try to rebuild. Or, hey, we've we've added a lot of pieces to this offensive line. We're going to draft a tackle in the draft. We're going to draft the tackle into the draft. We're going to mix the, 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 the first round top pick left tackle that we have who might end up being a right tackle. We're going to add another top pick tackle who might play the left or the right. We're going to take these four guys that we've that we've brought in and we're going to figure out the inside they're all good at run blocking they all have versatility we're going to put our we're going to put our thousand thousand potential running back behind that offensive line and we're going to cook oh by the way we have a bunch of wide receivers who are not like world beaters but are all pretty damn good You're telling me you can't put an offense together with that? You're telling me that that offense can't be competitive in the NFC East? Defensively, they didn't play awful. Not once they kind of leveled things out because they were dealing with injuries. They added a nose guard. They added depth. They re-signed the middle linebacker. They're going to draft heavy on the defensive side. I pretty much can guarantee you that. Look at the way that they've they've handled free agency. There's another safety coming. There's another corner coming. There's an edge rusher coming. Why can't this team be good? Why would you ever want to go into a season with zero hopes of winning? Who does that? What kind of sadistic like, like, what kind of what kind of sadistic, masochistic view is that? That makes no sense whatsoever. People, we gotta be better. That's that's what it comes down to. We gotta be better. And Giants fans, I expect more of you. You know why? Because you know better. You've had the opportunity to see a team get hot at the right time and skyrocket to a championship. Elon Manning was terrible. For most of the years, he was quarterback for the Giants. Nobody talks about it, but he got hot in two playoffs, and boom. Funny enough, the best season he had, they don't win the championship that season, right? But, but we have to wait and rebuild. We want to wait and rebuild. Come on, people. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Talk Spicy. I'm Coach Gene Clemens. You do this thing a few times a week. Rate the show, comment, agree, disagree. but Whatever you do, keep it spicy. Five-star ratings are appreciated. If you're joining me on the YouTube channel, make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. Make sure you check out the Gene Therapy podcast that's out right now that, I, that we put out on Monday about the Will Smith and, and, and Chris Rock situation. Make sure you check out the Zebra Strikes podcast that dropped last night. Uh, We're talking everything NCAA tournament. I'll have another Gene Therapy um, pod and column that are dropping tomorrow. Um, That is going to be on the final four teams on the men's and women's draw. I've got a special guest joining me, so you're not going to want to miss that. And check out all of my articles on Giants Country and anything that I do on The Athletic usually during the football season. Until next time, peace.